the protectors of the wood podcast. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. Remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 72, The Call of Sophia. Phoebe, Penny, Geraldine, and Jim were gathered in the living room as Geraldine cleaned Phoebe's cuts, changed her bandages, and checked her swelling for further injuries. It appeared that the coffee shop would be closed by the Department of Health first thing in the morning. Meanwhile, the Green Market Coalition had planned a rally for Sammy in the toy store courtyard for the early afternoon. Penny was baking bread to supply a sandwich table for Sammy under one of the tents. The idea was that Sammy could run a miniature coffee shop from the courtyard. Penny also had a special cake in the oven, which they planned to present to Sammy in honor of his almost 50 years of running the coffee shop in Middletown. Jim tried to explain. Uh, I wish we could do more, but it's the best idea we could come up with. I know the real work is probably for the lawyers, but how can we stand by and allow people to act like Sammy is a danger to the community? It's ridiculous. We've got to do something. What do you think, Phoebe? I wouldn't miss it for the world. And I can tell you're all worried about Sammy. Is there something I don't know? Well, uh, yes. Uh, after you and Abby disappeared, an army of us cleaned that place for an hour, and Sammy just sat there and stared into space. I've never seen him like that. And I've known him practically since I was born. Afterwards, he locked the coffee shop and stumbled home without a word. It was like the last stop on the last train. It, it really got to me. Phoebe shook her head. Her eyes teared up. Geraldine was still struggling to clean small pieces of stone from the cut on Phoebe's forehead. Oh, Jim. Wait till I'm finished for that sort of news. What do you mean? What else is there? Oh, well, not much. <laughs> Uh, it's just that everyone's feeling pretty down, you know? After such a great event, to end it like that, it was hard on everyone. The last few days with the green market and Sammy's new lease on life, and you, Phoebe, the things you've been doing, it's been a better world. We've grown to like it. And then the police come in and you and Abby disappear and Sammy refuses to talk or move. You get the picture. Phoebe sat up as Geraldine untied Abby's ripped t-shirt from her hand and went to work with the washcloth. Jim, 
That's so wonderful. I had no idea you'd notice all that and felt that way. Penny stood up. Oh, Phoebe, I forgot to tell you. Jeremy and George and Stephanie and Eddie have been by twice. They're worried. And I'm sure you missed dinner. Can I make you something? Oh, that reminds me. I promised Jeremy I'd call the gas station when you got in. They're probably all there. I'm so happy. And I'm starving. Absolutely starving. I need fried eggs and cheese and toast and a sliced tomato. And then I need to go to sleep. Well, it's nice that someone isn't depressed. He picked up the phone and dialed the gas station. The new day dawned, clear and hot, promising to be yet another scorcher. Phoebe had set her phone alarm for 10 a.m. She rose like a tired soldier and got ready for another day of battle. In the clear light of day, her happiness had gone into hiding. Her attitude now was grim. Her head ached. She felt dizzy. It was hard to stand up. The swelling in her right knee was as bad as anything since the operation. She could barely walk to the bathroom. Her eyes were so swollen, she was looking out of slits. In the mirror, she saw a face she hardly recognized. She limped back to bed and stared at the ceiling. I probably don't have much time. I've got to hide Abby's treasures. Phoebe rose again and took the notebook out from underneath the mattress, intending to hide it under a drawer. But her curiosity had been aroused. She opened the notebook and found two sheets of paper crammed full of closely packed, very neat handwriting with nicely rounded letters that Phoebe recognized from seeing Abby's letter to Glenda. Abby had printed the call of Sophia across the top. It was clearly the letter from Reverend Tuck to Wendy, copied by Abby. Phoebe's pulse quickened. I think I've heard some of this already, but let's see. She began to read and felt like Tuck was reading to her. My dear Wendy, I must let you know that my long struggle has been rewarded. She spoke to me in a dream, a dream that was vividly in my mind as I awoke very early this morning. I immediately wrote it down. I could not see her, but she spoke directly to my doubts as if her goal was to put them to rest. I was out walking in the forest and I saw a dark spot in a stone ridge. Going closer, 
I found the opening to a cave. I could not enter more than a few steps for fear of being lost in complete darkness. I had no light and no idea what to do. And then I heard a high, uneven, broken voice. I pictured an old woman speaking. There you are, she said. I've been waiting for you. What took you so long? I'm lost, I replied. I'm a minister, but I no longer know what to say. Listen, she said. I have a message for you, for I too am a preacher. I was brought forth before time began and given a job to do, a job I love. I was here at the creation, adding and mixing and guiding the ingredients of this world, using the wisdom of God to bring the divine will to life. I rejoiced at the flourishing of life on earth and have been devoted to this world over the long ages of victory and defeat, rise and fall, gain and loss. My own spirit is mixed in, indistinguishably, a part of the substance of this world. And I am in your heart, a living image in your soul. You may have forgotten me, but I have not forgotten you. I can see your peril, confusion, and suffering. I am calling out and asking you to call out. Inside your heart and soul, I am calling you. Everything is at stake. Mother Nature is wounded. Humans have been careless and greedy. Don't bother to deny it. In your heart, you know. That is why you suffer and are confused. You know that humans have the ability to destroy everything. You know that the current road leads to destruction. The only path forward demands that you become stewards of this rich and glorious planet, guiding and planning and working for a future for all life. I am holding out my hand. Come, let us work together. Join with me for this precious creation we all share in love. The time has come. I heard this in a dream on the fourth night of December, recorded from her own words with as much accuracy as my memory is capable. She was kind but fierce. She broke my heart but gave me hope. And now, God help me, I have a job to do. With all hope, Reverend David Tuck. Phoebe folded the letter and put it back in the pages of the notebook. In doing so, her eye was caught by the pages of Abby's handwriting. It was apparently a journal or a diary, including whole sections about Wendy. Phoebe shut the notebook and hid it in the space under the lower dresser drawer. 
And then she took the piece of dreamstone from the pocket of her pants lying in a chair, put it in an envelope and wrote Phoebe on it, and pushed the envelope far back under the mattress. Then she lay down, feeling weak and dizzy. She slept, and time went by. The sound of voices floated through the open window and woke Phoebe. Penny and Jeremy were talking on the front steps. She's sleeping. Banged up pretty bad. How bad? Really bad. Jim asked me to tell you that he left for the forest. They need him. Not again. What's that about? Your parents, they're on their way to town. I guess to your event? I'm surprised you're still here. I was afraid I'd miss you. There probably won't be any event. The toy store's been closed, too. Phoebe called through the open window. I'm awake. I heard all that. In a moment, Penny and Jeremy were up the stairs and into Phoebe's room. She sat up on a pillow and blinked her reddish eyes. Hey, Phoebe. Pretty banged up is right. I know. And let's just stop the staring and the comments, all right? I can't endure a whole day of, oh, look at that. What happened to you? You should be in bed, blah, 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 blah. Jeremy shrugged. Hey, I just got here, and I've got to leave soon. Jim's gone for the day, and I've got to open the station. So, and by the way, I'm so glad to see you. He gave her a kiss on the cheek. Watch out. I guess I'm pretty sensitive about looking terrible. But I want to tell you how fabulous you were last night. You guys were so splendid. Your last song was fantastic. I thought you'd be too busy to hear it. I heard it all right. But Jeremy, this whole business isn't over. We've got at least another day. I want you to drive me to town. I was going to say the same thing, but I can't help thinking it's useless. What are we even going to do with the cake and the breads? There's no party. Nowhere to sell anything. It's all over. Phoebe should stay in bed, and I should look after her. Well, I'm not going to stay in bed. And bring the cake, damn it! I'm glad you planned a party for Sammy. It's a nice idea. He deserves it. We can all walk to his house if we have to and bring the breads you cooked last night. Tears were welling up in Phoebe's eyes. Can, can't we just do the best we can? Can't we at least try? Penny nodded. You're right. Mom and Dad are coming. People will be on the sidewalk. Let's go. Okay, I'm going to get dressed. By three o'clock, Jeremy, Phoebe, and Penny drove up Bridge Avenue in the tow truck. 
The streets were baking in the sun. They unloaded bags of zucchini bread and the cake onto the deserted sidewalk in front of the coffee shop. No one was around. Phoebe wore her knee brace and limped stiff-legged with every step. Should I wait? Jeremy moved closer and looked her in the eye. I'm going to need you. The haunted house at the end of Bridge Avenue. You know it? Where Abby stays sometimes? Jeremy frowned. I've heard it mentioned. Why? I just wanted to be sure you know where it is. We'll have something important to do today. Meet me here. He gave her a long look. Something super special? That's what you mean. Come follow me It's alright you see There's nothing for you to fear Come on over here You can see me through your tears I'll listen to you I hear what you say Go ahead and cry from your heart I'll see you part with me There's always a way I'll see you wherever you are We can't be too near or too far you found Just walk through the door In my world there's always some more The best is in store The real story goes on and on You 
Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, protectorsofthewood.com. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember, everyone can make a difference and every action counts.